Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Greetings. <laughs> yes, uh, I am Andrew Mortimer. Uh, this is the Balloonies podcast. Yeah, thanks for downloading yeah, or just streaming it. I don't know what you've done, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this, yeah. Um, what else do I usually say? Uh, uh, this is the Balloonies podcast. Yeah, yeah, thank you for downloading. It. Yeah, I, I've, I've got, got that right. This is going to be a... Um, it's kind of a, a Halloween special, I suppose. The, the idea is that this is going to go out on Halloween. So, yeah, I, I am getting this out of the way as, as early as possible. Here's the thing. I've got to apologise because some of you may be wondering what happened to the last couple of episodes because I think for the last couple of weeks, I've not really, I haven't really been very active online. Um, and I, I have... I think uh, I go over this in the the latest episode that I recorded because I, I recorded an entire episode, and it just needs you know editing and uploading, because I just you know I, I wasn't quite feeling it because basically my my internet has, has not been working very well. <laughs> I've not been spending quite so much time online. Um, I I could have put out the the last two episodes. Um, Actually, there's only one because it's been two weeks without any new episode. Um, yeah, but sorry, I, I'm, uh, I'm really bad at explaining stuff. This is the problem. <laughs> so yeah, uh, not so, uh, I just just thought I'd say don't worry too much because um, I, I I intend to get things back on track. Basically, uh, you've all been very patient. So yeah, and I thought I'd just uh, hastily record this episode. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to bother putting in all the stings, stings and things, and stings and strings and swings and roundabouts. I, I'm just going to record half an hour of stuff. It's going to be the same stuff as usual. I'm going to do the pod flick segment, but it's going to be um, a bit of a special one because I. Was it the, the Bedford incident? That was the one that I was going to be talking about, and you will hear my thoughts on that film in the next episode. Uh, See, so this is where I'm getting I'm getting all confused because uh, after this goes out, yeah, um, next weekend it will be <laughs> it'll be the episode that was going to go out two weeks ago. But yeah, uh, let, let's not wrap, try and wrap our minds around that. Basically, uh, I thought I'd do you know the. Um, Podflix six minute shout out and that they would kind of be 
Halloween related to to some extent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so because uh, I I I haven't randomly had a film randomly selected for me to talk about because as it, as it, as with Podflix, it's usually a random selection because I've actually. Um, talked about a couple of Christmas films this year where it was nowhere near Christmas uh, yeah so that was interesting um, but th this time um, because this is a, a bit of a different episode it's going to be it's Halloween special I, I thought yeah I'd, um, I'd probably talk about um, the different kind of Halloween-y type of films that I've watched this month um, and I'm not sure where to start actually I've watched quite a lot I suppose um, I can tell you this: the first one I watched, uh, I went on Netflix, and out of morbid curiosity, I checked out Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I, I'd heard that um, it, it's 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 very spoofy. I mean, it, I find it very hard to to describe these types of films because I I've no idea to what extent they were really going for kind of violent, gory scares because you know for all i know they, they probably just thought you know no one's going to find this scary we'll just make it fun we'll just make it cheesy and yeah i i'm guessing that you know i've no idea about anything about the people who made the film um it is just one of those you know it's, it's a horror comedy i suppose you know, horror in the you know kind of horrific stuff goes on i mean i i because i, cause I, I I think I am much harder to scare. I used to be really easy to scare. If I watched this when I was a little younger, maybe <laughs> I probably would have, would have actually um, found it quite chilling. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I might have to plug in the uh, adapter for this. I've got to get it out of my. Oh, for one percent, will be fine. He says, famous last words. <laughs> this is probably going to drain the battery. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, let's see. The, the adapter's in my bag right here. I'm going to be thinking about this. This is the only thing. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, Body Snatchers, the uh, the 70s version. Little Nimoy. Um, I would have paid more attention to that, but I was very sleepy at the time, and I fell asleep. Because I've I've seen the original Body Snatchers. I, I think I watched that last year. Uh, I've only seen it the once. Um, but yeah, that one's okay, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, uh, none of these films are really that scary at all. <laughs> the one that I'm, I'm talking about. Um, but I, I got to see the, the uh, bit at the end. That seems to have become a meme of some some kind over the time. Uh, I I, just, I saw a good film because like, I saw several films. I might actually get onto this. Um, to the, to the, the, the films I watched that maybe aren't so much horror or Halloween, but um, yeah, maybe they don't make you think so much about Halloween as others. Um, because I I watched like. A bunch of classic horrors. There was the Swamp Thing. Watched that at one point. Um, one one that I actually really enjoy. This isn't a classic. It's a bit more recent. Holidays. And I mean, I wouldn't say that this is a brilliant film, but you know, it's on Netflix. And 
it's I, 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 I found it quite fun to watch because it's really strange and again I didn't find it scary I, <laughs> I mean there, there was some the, the idea is that it's uh, a series of stories uh, and each story is um, based around a popular holiday so yeah um, you've got one that's uh, Valentine's Day uh, and then there's a St. Patrick's Day story. These are all, they're all written by different people. Um, and one thing I liked is that you, you kind of have to guess when each story begins which holiday this one is um, related to. It, um, it, it only tells you at the end um, which one it was. Because it, you, you'll, you'll start watching it and then you'll go, oh right, this must be St. Patrick's Day or this must be Father's Day, this must be Easter. Um, and the Halloween one is is not bad. Uh, it's written by Kevin Smith and it stars his daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, who I actually really like. I think she's she she's very good at uh, playing likeable characters. I think cause, you know, the one she plays in this one is a bit of a nasty side. She She's kind of messed up because <laughs> you know, it's meant to be a horror. Um, I, I like her. I think she's really good. I did also watch Yoga Hoses. I finally got around to watching Yoga Hoses, and that was quite cool. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, what else? Uh, Rogue. So, yeah, I think we'll get on to the, the ones that don't really put you in mind of Halloween, but th this was kind of recommended to me on Netflix uh, because it, it had some pretty positive reviews from, you know, from the Netflix subscribers. Because the premise of this film, you know, it it's pretty much it's very reminiscent of the film Lake Placid, which is very just stupid, preposterous, and it's it's not really worth it. You know, it's 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 not it, it doesn't quite meet the so bad it's good potential that it had. You know, um, I I think that the preposterousness of it, it just it it didn't really work for me but rogue is you know it's a similar thing um but i think it, it's uh it somehow works i don't know because like um I, I actually really enjoyed the performances from all the actors i didn't recognize any of them but i don't think they were that well known um but yeah because you know, it, it is sort of you know riding the coattails of movies like jaws just like lake placid did but but yeah, I think uh, Rogue is is one that I, yeah, I'd say check it out. Um, it is basically about a giant crocodile. Um, it's, it's it's a bit of a badly animated giant crocodile, but I think I, I still liked it because whoever animated it um, was definitely going for you know real realistic crocodile movements. The way the way it moves and its behaviour. It it did seem quite realistic. I felt like I'd seen a lot of it from a lot of those kind of things from nature documentaries, um, and it's just a pity that the, the kind of level, it, you know, the the uh, the color and shading of it wasn't right. So you you can totally tell that it's not actually. <laughs> you can always tell when they they use um, an animatronic in place of the CGI. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, I, I I've watched a number of the number of films that 
know, Dogma is another one, and that's another Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I love Dogma, and yet again, not specifically Halloween related, but it's to do with uh, angels and demons and all that stuff. So yeah, there are a lot of religious horror films that, that tend to come out around Halloween. I, I feel like Dogma should be more of a Halloween film, as should Labyrinth. I mean, I don't care what people say. That film scared me when I first saw it. <laughs> Nothing to do with David Bowie's codpiece, in case you're wondering. Uh, I barely remember David Bowie. I, I think I was too scared to, to stay in the room for most of it, so I missed a lot of the Bowie parts. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I I should move on. <laughs> I haven't actually watched Labyrinth yet. I'm trying to. That's one thing I, I intend to do once I get my internet back. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Uh, uh, Clockwork Orange again. It's kind of horror. Not not exactly scary. I think a lot of people go, oh, "What's so violent about that film?" I mean, it it isn't the most violent, and and I think what people forget is that. Um, Stanley Kubrick was the one who who decided to withdraw it from cinemas, mainly because it was getting a lot of angry letters from people who, like just, just like a handful of people who disapproved of the film's message, whatever they thought it might have been. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, it, it's, it's not, uh, not as controversial a film as a lot of people seem to think. Uh, any 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 others? Uh, what else? Did I, I'm having a bit of difficulty remembering. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think uh, th those are the ones that I kind of recommend. Uh, oh yeah, I watched Beetlejuice. That that was after the internet went down, um, because I I happened to own that on DVD, so I thought I'd just put that in. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've run out of uh, scary films to watch. He said he says scary in quotes. Yeah, so, uh, so that, that, I think that's going to be the Podflix section this week. It's, it's a bit of a random assortment. Yeah, but, um, but it's Halloween, so yeah, the, those are, that's what I've been watching this month. Right, so I think uh, I can move on now. Actually, I, I thought I'd play a different sound effect for the six-minute shout-out. Hang on. Um, instead of the internet wheel, I'm going to give the internet wheel a, a rest. Uh, hang on. Let's um, let's go for the thunderstorm. Ooh. Which grave? Which gravestone has the lightning lit up? Well, it has shone upon <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's, um, the Silver Eyes. This is a book. Yeah, I'm just gonna because I've got it here on my iTunes. Yeah, the Silver Eyes. It's by Scott Cawthon and Kira Breed Risley. Risley. I think that's how you say it, Risley. <laughs> yeah, um, now, because uh, the, only, the only date I've got here is 2016. I, I'm pretty sure it was, I, I, I think this came out last year. I think I recall it was after uh, the, the fourth game. Um, 
I still haven't played the games, by the way. <laughs> it's funny because I'm about to go into what, what a fan I am of this um, this series, even though I've really only seen Let's Plays of it. <laughs> I was debating over whether or not to maybe uh, have a go at playing them for this podcast, this particular episode. But yeah, I've listened to the audio book of The Silver Eyes. Yeah, and uh, I thought I'd make this the six-minute shout-out because it's a pretty cool book. Uh, as I say, it's, it's written by um, Scott Cawthon, uh, along with Kira, Kira Wright. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's leave the other one. <laughs> Sorry, I don't really know much about her. Um, is it a he or a her? Is it? See, I, I, I don't know if Kira is. <laughs> oh, I put so much planning into this. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, I'd, I'd recommend this to anyone who's a fan of the Five Nights at Freddy's series. Like, even if you haven't played the games, if you're like me and you, you're more of a backseat <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's fan. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, I haven't actually physically read the book. I don't, I don't have a... Um, a copy that I can actually read to myself, but I, I liked listening to the audiobook. Um, it's read by um, again, after Suzanne Elise Freeman, I think it says. I might, I might need my, I need glasses. <laughs> yeah, um, and she reads it quite well. She she has a a good voice. Um, she has to get into character quite a lot there are lots of different characters in this this book so yeah um i, I like how she um puts on a, a new voice for each character and gives them an identity and uh yeah uh it's it's not like a a novelization of any one of the games it, it's, it's actually looking at it looking further into the lore and we find out more about um, the person who founded the Freddy Fazbear joint um, and the, the, the kind of history behind the animatronics. Uh, and it's quite fascinating. You know, if, if you've um, been following the series, if, if you're a fan of Markiplier and you may have seen all of his videos, um, as we all know, he is the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, yeah, this is definitely... I actually have, I've no idea how long I've gone on. I haven't been timing myself, because, again, this is kind of 
uh, you know, it's one of the hastily recorded ones. I'll just carry on talking for as, as long as I want. As long as this episode maxes out to uh, half an hour, then she'll be fine. Yeah, I, I do fight because, you know, again, I, I won't act like this is the scariest thing ever, but uh, I, I've, I've always found the concept of these games quite chilling. Obviously, there's the jump scare element in the games, and some people are quite cynical about that. Um, but I think Markiplier actually made a very good point. If, if you watch his video on Sister Location, which I believe is the latest title from from the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, yeah, because um, this this was actually uh, yeah, he, I think he did a video called Let's Talk About Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'd also recommend this. There are lots of other Five Nights at Freddy's related things that I would recommend. I recommend the games. I recommend either playing or watching them online. And yeah, um, uh, so Mark applied. The, uh, he has a bit of a discussion, and he addresses the fact that you know, people, obviously not not everyone's into these games, and that's fine. But for the people who are like, uh, why would anyone play this? You know, stupid jump scares. Yeah, I mean, they they can, you know, even if you find the jump scares scary, they do kind of get old. I'll admit to that. Um, but I, I think Mark made a very good point. It was like, it's not really just about that. I mean, I, I, won't, I, I won't try and paraphrase. I, again, I, I'd recommend having a look at his video. It's quite long, but, you know, if you... Because if you, it's, it's somewhere in, like, the last 10 or 15 minutes, I think, of his talk. Um, but, yeah, and... And and I agree because yeah and and I I've actually seen a lot of you know, the, um, there's there's a lot of kind of head canon people working on fan fictions and coming up with with theories and all of this and I I I think I think that's great you know <laughs> to me that's that's a sign that this is encouraging creativity and getting people to just use their imaginations and yeah and um we get some missing pieces of the uh conspiracy puzzle <laughs> um from this book uh this this book um fill, fills in a few of the blanks and yeah it it's super interesting if if you've had certain thoughts and come up with any th theories yourself it it may destroy a few head cannons, but that always happens in fandom. Yeah, uh, has that been six minutes? I'm looking at the quick time player, and so far this episode is uh, twenty one minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> uh, roughly that, at least. Oh, I get to spend an extra hour in bed <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Just remembered. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll look forward to that. Change of the subject. Uh, I'm definitely not padding. Definitely not padding. So yeah, the six-minute shout-out this week, which I don't even know if it was six minutes or not, but it was probably longer. So you can't say I don't give you anything. Five Nights at Freddy's, The Silver Eyes, the book by Scott Cawthon. And let me get the name. Let's see if we get the name. Kira Breed Risley, whoever he or she may be. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean to do that. Yeah, this is what happens when you, you don't... Uh, I, mean, I I never actually put any planning into these episodes, particularly uh, <laughs> segment number three, which we are now moving on to.
Yeah, um, so, like I said, no internet right now We're from where I'm recording at, so I've been paying a lot of visits to um, the library to kind of update the podcast, Twitter, and do all the online stuff. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of used this as an excuse to be, be a little bit lazy. I mean, I, I, I had a moment last week where I was just like, you know, I was getting a bit fed up with the internet not working, and I just, I just kind of decided that I was going to take the opportunity to just slow things down a bit. And like you, you'll be hearing me say that again. <laughs> say that, say all this again uh, in the upcoming episode. But I think um, this week particularly, I feel like I've been extra creative because you know I. Um, I suppose I don't have as many distractions going on. That's one of the benefits of not having a working internet connection. So yeah, I've actually spent more time drawing and just um, kind of brainstorming new ideas. Because uh, yeah, there's this one character which I've I, I first had the idea for several years back, and I was I was thinking big. I was thinking this character should be the star of a movie. Um, and these days, like I, I usually take those old movie ideas and basically turn them into comics because that's more manageable. That's more something that I can guarantee is going to happen. Like uh, the new project, which I'm li- lining up, which I, I feel like is probably going to be coming out in the new year, the one-shot comic. Yeah, uh, that I have been planning. But yeah, things like that. I I feel like. Because I'm I'm starting to to get a better idea of of how I work best, and because this this seems to be an ongoing thing that uh, I've never fully got to the bottom of, like how I can just uh, enjoy what I do and like put it to some use. And I think because uh, I've just started to kind of think, okay. There are some possibilities. I, I, I'm getting some ideas that I, I might try and develop. You know, I, I suppose I've really got to come up with some kind of plan. Oops, excuse me. Where I will be um, working out how I can sit down at my computer and just be like, okay, right, now it's time to play. And <laughs> uh, just come up with some stuff. that, Because, right, you know, I've always said, you know, there's no such thing as good or bad when it comes to art. Uh, really, the important thing is that you can produce something that is entertaining to you. So, like, if if you're writing a book or if you're composing music, is it a book that you would read? Is it a song that you would like to listen to? Um, when you're doing any of this, don't think about what other people are going to say, because uh, there are a lot of people out there, you know. And if if you want to be a a big hit, you know I I can't guarantee that. Well, <laughs> what's what's a better way of wording that actually? Um, it's uh, it's it's best not to. Um, just just don't try and please other people because. Um, you know, if 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 you manage to target 
the right kind of audience, then you don't have to worry about that at all. Just make sure that uh, you don't fall into the trap of doing something because you think it's going to do well, that you don't necessarily enjoy doing that much. Because I found that um, drawing becomes a chore when you're, you're trying to put it to like a purpose uh, without really focusing on, you know, making something that that you would personally get some enjoyment out of. I suppose I have kind of said that in previous episodes, maybe not exactly worded like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like it is interesting how a lot of artists say. Um, do it because you enjoy it, uh, and clearly that that is true, you know. But I always wonder: do, do those artists actually practice what they preach? Do they live by that all the time? I mean, probably not all the time, really. Uh, when you think about it, it's uh, it's surprisingly hard to you know, to, to really keep that up and just be like. I'm only doing this because I like it. It isn't for wealth or for you know for fame, fame and fortune. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I kind of want a bit of fame and fortune, but I keep reminding myself that that's not the most important thing. Anyway, how did I get onto that? <laughs> yeah, um, so I I feel like it's been a rather creative week. I've been rather productive <laughs> but um i yeah i um i suppose that feeling really comes more from just having fun and and i think it's been a lot easier to have fun just by not worrying not worrying too much about anyway i'll, I'll stop there because <laughs> i just feel like i'm repeating myself yeah, so happy Halloween. <laughs> That's my Halloween thought for the day. Yeah, uh, speaking of Halloween, yeah, this is uh, this this is meant to be a Halloween special. Yeah, I, I can uh, relate it back to the, the original topic. Um, if you liked that piece of music that you heard earlier on, which I hope I remember to put in uh, at, at the start of the, this episode, that's from uh, Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. It's an, an album that you can get. Uh, if you go to his website, now then, uh, let, let me make sure I get his name, I, I spell his name correctly. Eben Schletter, E-B-A-N-S-C-H-L-E-T-T-E-R. So Google him, um, he has a website where you can uh, you can find his records, there's The Witching Hour, Cosmic Christmas, and many others, uh, and they're all great. All you just, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I definitely recommend. Because uh, if you, if you like uh, TV music, because he, he has composed music for shows like SpongeBob and Mr. Show, uh, and he's great. He's extremely talented, and, and uh, Witching Hour is a great Halloween party soundtrack. So yeah, I, I would certainly uh, recommend. Checking out Evan Schletter's website. And speaking of checking out websites, my website is www. 
thelugatoons.com. Uh, I also have a Redbubble store. That's a Redbubble. Is it what is it? Blugatoons dot redbubble dot com. Yeah, uh, Blugatoons. That is spelled B E L U G A T O N S. Because I always feel like it's. I I shouldn't really assume that people can just work out you know how to spell it. I mean, if you found this podcast, maybe you do. Maybe you. <laughs> I don't know. This podcast is available, by the way on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, and Deezer. Uh, uh, my Twitter is at BelugaTunes, and the podcast's Twitter is at BelugaTunesPod. Thank you very much, everybody. Happy Halloween. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, take care, and... Bye-bye. <laughs>